Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is about teachers in the classroom and e-learning. Our guest today is a teacher. So let's welcome my guest, Mr. Roosevelt. Kindly tell us about yourself and a little bit about what you do outside of work. Okay, well, I am from, uh, originally from Golston, North Carolina. Um, I currently live in Siler City, North Carolina. Um, I enjoy reading. I enjoy working out at the gym. I enjoy watching sitcoms on TV, funny sitcoms. Um, I enjoy visiting my family, laughing, talking with them. And basically that's it. You know, I don't do too much other than that. Okay. I personally know that you're a teacher and a bus driver. Can you tell me how long you've been doing each role? Well, I started driving the school bus when I was 16. So I've been driving the school bus for about 32 years. Um, and I've been a teacher for two years. So I transitioned from being a school bus driver, a complete school bus driver, over to being a teacher. And so it's been two years that I've been teaching. Great. Sounds good. Long um, work, Jeffrey. So can you you tell us about um, what motivated you to become a teacher? When I was little, I was fascinated at the teacher and what the teacher did. The teacher writing on the chalkboard, I used to steal chalk from the teacher. I would go into the cabinet and steal her chalk and bring it home. And I would rattle my grandmother's deep freeze on the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma would say, where did you get all that chalk from? And I wouldn't tell her. She knew. <laughs> so they got me a chalkboard, a bigger chalkboard. And boy, did I, I would take their chalk and I would get the books from the classroom and bring it home the teacher's edition books and I would pretend we had a back porch and so I would pretend I would have all the papers lined up and the chalkboard and I pretend that I was teaching the class and I'd have my roll book and I mean I just went all out with it so I was fascinated at what teachers did and um, so that started about in the third grade no the first grade is when that started <laughs> Tell us a few of the safety precautions in place to ensure children um, the protections that they need while they're in school. Well, I currently work for a charter school. And before we opened up, we received training um, in how we were going to function within the classroom setting. And so before any student comes into the cl- into the building, their temperature is taken. If their temperature is above 100 degrees, they're not able to come to school. 
And within the classroom, we have sanitizing stations that are set up. When the students go to the restroom, the assistant will wipe down the tables and chairs with a Clorox water solution. And that happens every time they leave. So they leave the class twice to go to the bathrooms in the morning. They have lunch in the classroom. And then they have a recess. So four times, the, the desk and the tables are wiped down. They have sanitizing stations. Um, and they're required to wear gloves or not gloves. They're required to wear masks all day long, except for when they're eating their food. And they are spaced six feet apart. We have long tables set up in the classroom. So we have one student at one end and the other student at the other end. So um, that's really worked out well. And when they're walking down the hall, there, there are yellow dots that are six feet apart. And so from the first day of school, you know, we, that's one of our procedures is practicing walking down the hallway six feet apart. And we only allow two students to go into the bathroom at a time. So it's worked out very well. And we have had no cases. We've been in school for five weeks and we have not had any cases of COVID-19 so far. That's great. So um, also too, for our listening teachers and parents who are doing e-learning at home with their kids, can you provide a few techniques that you found to be successful in keeping um, the students relaxed and focused? Because you I understand you're having to do both as far as e-learning and the classroom. Yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's quite a bit of work but it can be done. So personally, I think what's important is being calm myself. And so there are techniques that I use. I use a breathing technique where you breathe in for three, you hold for for three, and then you exhale. And what that does is cortisol, when cortisol builds up in your brain, it causes negative stress. So that breathing exercise dissipates the cortisol in your in your brain and you're able to think clearly and you have oxygen flow to the brain. So that's what I do and that helps. So, um, yeah, so that's how I get myself ready and prepped so that I can help them. Uh, I can't remember the other part of the question. Um, just how do you keep the students focused in the classroom? I should try to show a genuine interest in each individual student. Um, and what I do is I have individual centers set up for each one, and I work with each one of them with whatever we're doing for that day. And I always encourage them. I always let them know that there's something that they can do that no one else can do because we're all different and I never let them say I can't because that's something that you learn to say so I always let them know or encourage them that even though something may be difficult that even you know you learn to say that or you learn to feel that so we can Mm -hmm. also learn to go the opposite direction and say I can 
And the more we push forward, then we start to learn what we need to learn. So it, it goes in either direction, both ends of the spectrum. If you learn to say, I can't, or I don't want to do it, then that's what the product you're going to get. But then if you continuously say, I can, and then you push through each time it gets harder, that becomes a habit. And so when, and so that's what I try to do for them is always encourage them. And, and children need to be motivated and encouraged because they're learning how to become people. So we have to be, as a part of that process, we have to coach them in letting them know that they are able to do whatever task is put before them, no matter how hard it is. True, true, because um, no one does anything the same. So we have to be mm. diverse and also um, be able to just relax and do it our way because we're all going to get to the, the same end, same point at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So so in that being said, you have a lot of wisdom to give. So how do you relax at the end of the day? I understand, you know, working at a charter school, driving the bus, you know, that's a lot to do in one day. So mm-hmm. how do you relax? How do you wind down? Well, when I get home in the afternoon, um, I normally don't have my phone on. I, you know, go, I shower, and I just have complete silence for about 30 minutes, and I just let my mind wander. And research shows that when you close your eyes, and you just let your thoughts, you know, just wander, that increases a part of the brain on the middle of the brain called the default mode network. And that's where all of the connections in the brain merge. So when we relax and we just let our mind wander daydreaming, daydreaming has a negative, um, people think of it as being negative, but it's very good because the brain reboots itself anyway every 10 seconds. But when we do that, um, we really enhance the function of the brain when we just let our mind wander. It's like taking your vacuum cleaner and, and cleaning up or vacuuming the floor. It literally cleans up the brain when we wander and daydream. So I do that for about 30 minutes. But I also do it throughout the day for at least, a, you can do it for like 15 seconds for seven times a day is what I try to do and it's like cleaning up your brain and so that relaxes you it helps you to have clarity of thought and um, and then I like to read and when I read I don't just read a book you know a lot of people they just read books just to say that they've read them well, I read it takes me a while to get through a book because I use a process to um, to get through so that I can get the meaning and understanding so I read one or two sentences and then I think about it, and then I take notes, and then I revisit what I wrote down, and then I reteach myself. So I do that like every two to three sentences, I'll do that, and then I move on to the next. So that's, and I love reading because that helps me to relax. And, the, and you know, we're supposed to learn every day. We're designed to learn at something every day. When we don't learn every day, then we really are causing brain damage. We're supposed our brain is neuroplastic, and so every morning when we wake up, our, we have thousands of new neurons that we can use 
So that's a good way. Reading is, they say scientifically, is the best way to get rid of depression, to have, um, to be able to communicate better, to be able to control your emotions. So that's another thing that I do is I read. I try to read at least. My goal is three hours a day, but I've been getting about an hour and a half to two hours. So I do that. And so then after that, I just watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, know personally that you enjoy baking cakes. So um, what's the latest cake that you've baked recently? Okay, so I made a pound cake, and it was a recipe that I got from one of my aunts that she just passed about a month, about two months ago. And um, I started out making the Paula Dean cake that you can go online and she has her website. So I started out doing that one. It turned out okay. The first three times, it was a flop, so I just threw it in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) And I cried. I said, I can't cook. (laughs) (laughs) So I I did that one, and I finally perfected it. And so then I talked to my Aunt Zena, and she was telling me some things that I could add. So I tried that. Turned out good. But then I just kind of put everything together, and the last cake that I made... It turned out, I'm not trying to brag, (laughs) it turned out so good. I mean, it was so moist and it was, it didn't stick to the pan. I mean, it was good. So pound cakes are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get you to share a recipe with us. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. I can't tell you you everything. I can share, you know. The basic stuff. (laughs) I just want to know, did you use sour cream or cream cheese? Yes, sour cream. Alexander told me to use uh, sour cream, so I I incorporated that into my recipe. Mm. It got better. Then I had some more stuff that she told me to use, and my other aunt told gave me a recipe. I was like, damn, that's good. (laughs) 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 So when y'all come home, I'll make one. (laughs) We definitely want to thank you so much for um, your wisdom. Um, Appreciate everything that you do as far as working with um, the kids in the school system. And as far as our teachers, we we realize with this whole COVID-19 that they do more than just teach. They give a part of themselves every day. Um, more than now than ever um, as far as being there for the kids, keeping our kids safe. Um, we, our hearts go out for our teachers and also for those that have um, experienced loss doing this um, whole virus situation. So thank you so much for being a part of our show. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure Thank you for listening to the Voice of Many podcast show. If you like our show, have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, and we hope to talk to you later. <laughs>